Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy drip. We had a very dare. Let's go hit Terrace Chase and look for the bit. They have the pet. Hello. Recording. Okay. I might be. We'll see. We'll see after two hours. There's only one way to find out. Two yeah. hours? I mean, generous. A generous two. You mean it's good nights? It's a. Nope. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I mean, we have to do some vocal so- warm ups. I really think we should start by doing some like red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. I don't know what you were doing for those like twenty minutes, but I, I, I've been. Um, I was putting on makeup because I wanted to. Well, and I was plucking ingrown pubes from my most recent Brazilian. We all have our vices. <laughs> that's your vice. Yeah, kind of. It's like a fun little hobby. That's like the lightest self-harm. Um, oh, 1,000%. Yeah. I'm, without it, like, without being like, my friends will intervene. It's like, you are you haven't been yourself. You need to stop plucking those ingrown hairs from your Brazilian. No, look, I choose really fun and like quirky forms of self-harm that are like so bizarre that it, an intervention would be embarrassing for the interventioners as well as the interventionee you know what i mean like no one wants to sit me down and be like we're worried about your laxative use like that's so embarrassing worried about you plucking your ingrown hairs it it, it is embarrassing as one of your close friends it's embarrassing (laughs) that that might be a sentence i have to say (laughs) depending on how things go hey you know what i haven't touched a laxative in like six months so i thought you were gonna say days you're like, it has been six hours since my last laxative. So I was like, I No, I started to get worried for my GI tract and then all that like gut health started popping off and I was like, I should probably like get with it. Should we nut up or shut up? So I shut up. Good. Um that's always that's always the answer. But speaking um, of self-harm, I'm like yeah. low-key ghosting my therapist. Ugh. Oh, that's not good, baby. <laughs> what? I'm just not sure that she's right for me, and I don't know how to break up with this woman. I mean, it does happen all the time. It sounds like something you should work on in therapy. <laughs> I would rather work on it with a therapist I like more. But Stephanie also has needle phobia. Why are you writing so hard for Stephanie? Is she in the room with you? No, I just know that, like... The amount of time that you've been in therapy, like, this juncture... Well, I, okay, well, one, I don't want to, like, invalidate your experiences. Um, but I do know that, like, at this point in time, like, uh, in therapy, it's, like, for people who have, like, just... Who are, like, are like new to it or, or who have just started or, like, are with a new person, it's kind of, like, the time when they kind of start, like... Yeah, like, I guess having, like, these exact thoughts, I guess. Because it's like, okay, like, I don't feel like it's working or I don't feel like I'm getting any better. Um, And it's, I mean, you know, obviously it's hard to, like, discern whether that's, like... Well, part of that's a me thing. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's hard to, like, figure out. I guess. No, um, I hear you 100%, and that's why I haven't... She's learning and listening. ...made the executive decision. But also I know that it's pretty rare to find someone you immediately love, like, first round. Because everyone, when I was, Mm -hmm. like, talking about wanting to start therapy, was like, you might have to, like, date around a little bit. Yeah. 
and it's not for like it's not I don't know how to explain exactly what my reasoning for like maybe wanting to explore other options are other than like it's not that she's like too hard on me or like I'm not fixed it's almost out of just like I feel like nothing and I wish I felt like something does that make sense like anything (laughs) yeah I'm like I almost wish I hated her yeah I mean I I go to therapy to feel something do you do you like want someone who's gonna like I don't know like challenge you more? I almost wish she was older. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Which doesn't feel. I guess that was something I didn't realize until I got there. That she feels almost too close to a peer, and like a wow. We're, who needs therapy when you have a podcast? Because <laughs> I guess I'm like really working through my issues right now. Like I almost feel. She's in the age bracket of, like, older friends who have, like, kind of tried to steer me. And so I almost Mm. feel, like, protective of my own individualism where I'm like, well, I'm going to do things the way I want to do and you can't tell me what to do. Where, like, with friends of her age were just, like, trying to control me because they weren't my therapist. Does that make sense? I will say, though, that you'll... That's... I think that's more just a... That makes sense. And that's cool that you, like realize that but i i do think that like regardless of like the age or gender or like any aspect of your therapist most likely you'll be able to like or not even it's not like conscious but you'll be able to be like oh this person reminds me of like this or whatever you know like if you got like an older if you got like an older female oh therapist, no 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 you know, that's gonna be like absolutely true but it's yeah. like would I rather have someone that reminds me of X person in my life or someone who reminds me of Y person in my life? Like, even if they're always going to remind me of someone, I mm-hmm. still might want them to remind me of someone as opposed to someone else. No. <laughs> that may, I mean, who would you prefer she reminds you of? Ma'am? I prefer she reminds me more of my dog. No, I guess just like older like i think i i don't know who necessarily in my life but just someone older can you be quiet please thank you mommy's recording Whoo ha yeah that makes sense i feel like i've i've kind of noticed a trend um With i guess me? in the past no 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 i think i've noticed a trend in the past i don't know 3 or 4 years especially as um Oh my god, I actually really want to talk about this because I feel like we haven't. It's like really like I think about it a lot. But like What? Tell me. The way the way therapy's been like co-opted by like <laughs> the uh the like dominant culture, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um and how it's like oh uh, I mean, it's 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 like bragging now, essentially, or like not a, a bragging is too like light of a word almost. It's like you're not even bragging; you are. Um, it's like flexing a flexing sta- on the hose. It's, it's like a status signal almost, I guess. Mm. Um, it's like a status signal, and I don't necessarily mean that in like a class way. I mean it more in like a like a moral superiority kind of way. Yeah. Of like, 
like how you thought you were morally superior to me prior to me starting therapy and now mm-hmm. and now we're equals <laughs> and now we're equals the pay gap has been closed oh god um but your therapist still makes more than mine but as she should it's just, it's just really bizarre like seeing seeing like all these like did i send wait did i send you the tiktok of like how to like yes amp- yeah no oh did you guys, listeners, Girl, see that TikTok? The, like, okay. how to, like, end a friendship? Do you want to do a reenactment? Do you want to be the breakupper or the breakup Well, the worst part about the TikTok is that it, like, shows the person getting broken up with at the beginning and then never goes back to that character. Because how the, fuck do, be. cause how the fuck do you respond to the craziest shit you've ever heard? Do you want to reenact it? Sure. <clears throat> Nick, I feel like you've been a little distant and withholding from me lately. We haven't been spending as much time together. I just wanted to see what's going on. Thank you so much for noticing that and acknowledging it and bringing it up with me. I really appreciate it. I've honestly just been reevaluating all the different ways in my life that I expend my energy lately. This is the point when I, as the friend, would kill myself in front of you. That's just, like, humiliating. I could never look anyone in the eye ever again. Um, no, I... <laughs> well, that's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's... What did she say? She's like, I've just been, like, reevaluating, like, the areas in my life where, like, I'm not showing up, and I just don't have the capacity to invest in her friendship anymore. And then the other person's like, is it something... Like, did I do something wrong? Is it something I did? And it's like, this has nothing to do with you. You're an incredible person, and I wish you nothing but love and success serial like that's like that's like sociopathic i have a hot take and real quick yes teacher he'd it's be buffering like, therapists shouldn't be like a therapist is like a, a tool to use in your life like to navigate your life in the way that you live your life and like how to like realign with like what your values are it's not supposed to be like telling you what your values are it's not supposed to be like telling you how to live your life it's supposed to be like helping you live your best life in the way that you want to it's not supposed to be like prescriptive mm-hmm. in that regard and it that also well. it's also very important that it needs to like like we have to stay in the real fucking world and like that's like like besides being like incredibly comical that tiktok is just not helpful because people don't talk like that and if they do i don't want to be around them but like people don't like that's just not people don't use those words and 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 it comes across as like one psychopathic and two like really avoidant and it's like okay well it's like you don't like this person anymore did they do something wrong but saying like i don't have time to invest in our friendship anymore but i wish you nothing but love and success it's like, hey, guess what? That's not going to make someone feel any better. I would rather my friend curb stop me. I would rather you yeah. hit me with your car. Like, that's literally so yeah. humiliating. That's the best word I can come up with. No, because it's also like you don't, you can't, any way that you respond and like uh, from a place of like obviously like genuine emotion or hurt is then going to be like, and this is why we like can't be friends anymore. It's because you're like really 
like <laughs> you're just like pushing me in like these really scary places and like you just okay. react this way and it's like a fucking trap well my hot take about friendship before i circle back to therapy because that's like honestly a beautiful way to really dive into this episode we're doing high low hero 2022 just for those who i can't believe this is our third hadn't one read the title. Uh, what <laughs> i can't believe this is the third one we've done and the last <laughs> because actually i brought you here today to tell you that it's nothing <laughs> you did i've just reevaluated our friendship and my morals and i can't expend the energy on this anymore i don't have the time or energy to invest in our podcast anymore i would run out onto the street anyway i want to change headphones because these are just like God, i hate i hate ones like this don't show me your earwax because they- <laughs> this is not a pornographic podcast well they just like they, they always fall out maybe i need like different sized buds or something i don't know <clears throat> Okay, I'm back. Are you with us? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my hot take about friendship is that I feel like it's okay. I don't want it. Well, that. Malone Wolf out here. <laughs> Miss me with that emotional intimacy. I'm a, I'm just, I feel like <laughs> it's okay for things to like ebb and flow and i feel Mm. like what a weird we're in more of an ebb (laughs) definitely but we need to get back in our flow state my flow is pretty heavy right now i just feel like rather than having such a final like i can't do this and expend emotional energy like even if you take away the therapy speak and just turn it into like, hey, I'm really going through it right now and I can't like show up for you emotionally. Like I'm just going through some stuff. Sorry. Love you. Rather than like, I can no longer be your friend and invest in this. Like once again, we've ruined everything with language and I feel like. Well, it comes across like a- you're at like the bank, like fucking talking about taking out a loan. You're just like, I just don't know if I can invest in that. It's like. Because what is the friendship like that someone can come to you and say, like, hey, things have been weird lately, and you feel comfortable ending, determinating the friendship altogether? Like, what is that dynamic like? Like, you're clearly not best best friends, but you're clearly not just, like, acquaintances. Like, what is this dynamic (laughs) that this is the conversation that's happening? Because... You should either be able to just like slowly distance yourself if you're not that close or say like, hey, I'm going through it. I can't like really be there for you right now while I'm like going through my own whatever the issue is, my own like bipolar episode or my severe depression. And like your friend should be able to say like, love you. I'm here when you're ready. Whatever. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah, no. Tell me I'm, I'm right. Tell me no, I'm right. No, no, tell no, me no, I'm no. good. Please tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good, please. No, you're right. I th- oh, Dan just got home. Oh, Jesus. Is Dan gonna tell me I'm good? Is Dan gonna tell me I'm right? Dan, am I good? Oh my god, hey, Dan, Dan, you should come on the pod. Um, Dan, next week you should come on the pod. Yeah, come on the pod next week, Dan. Um, uh, you ever yeah. been on a go kart, Dan? <laughs> Claire wants to know if you've ever been on a go kart. <laughs> 
Oh, he has a crazy Ken? go-kart story, guys. Um, oh, my God. Maybe next week you guys can hear it. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I mean, also, like, if someone came to me and was just like, hey, I feel like you've been, like, clearly that person, like, cares about you and the friendship. And for you to immediately just be like, I'm going to, like, slit your throat right here. like Actually blocked. That's Delete just, my number. That's, I mean... I I like I I can't I can't even imagine. I'm like what? Yeah, what is the scenario? What's happening here? Hey, you've been really distant lately. Actually, I'm gonna block your number. Wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> Love huh? and success. I also don't like these like weird. If your therapist is on TikTok, speak like solutions and phrases that are being given out because they're just every situation is so much more nuanced and specific than that. So it's. I think dangerous to give people advice. That's like, here's what to say. If you don't want to be friends with someone anymore, hope this helps. Like it is so much more situational. And I mean, at least for the most part, I've seen people just like clowning them in the comments. No one's like, thanks for the help bestie. (laughs) But like, you know, there's some people that like are thinking about it that black and white. And I feel like that's like kind of dangerous actually. And I think the person who made that video should be killed. I, (laughs) euthanized the only black and white euthanasia the the only black and white thing that me and clary support is euthanasia if someone disagrees with our nuanced opinions (laughs) get that rubber hose around their arm um I don't uh, think it's a hot take no. to say that every relationship is unique and can't just be like given this one size fits all script for a friendship breakup I'm sorry I am right in this situation fuck you if you disagree Get in line for your BE behavioral euthanasia. I if you weren't familiar with the term that we use in the vet world. That behavioral euthanasia makes me want to be BE'd. Me too. God, that's so fucked up. Anyways. If you ever bite me one and I have to euthanize you, I'm gonna be really fucking broken up about it, so please don't. (laughs) Glad we could have this talk. Look at her. We had some family friends who, um, we had some family friends who had two, uh, I think they were either two pit bulls or two, like, pit bull mixes. I think they were both, like, mixes, but one of them, like, bit a police officer and they, like, had to fucking Mm. put it down. Bootlickers? No, literally. It's just, like, that fucking... That dog said a cab, and you guys said, "Well, actually, I think we should refund the police." <laughs> Show your support for local law enforcement by putting down your dog. But even that, I think, would be—I don't know—fucked up. Like my my dad, my dad's old dog. He was like a service animal and traveled with my dad, like on like planes and shit. And my dad was like sitting at um. My dad was, like, sitting at his gate, and his dog was, like, laying down, like, on the floor, like, under his feet or whatever. Um, and then Just like us. Facing away from the, like, gate attendant or whatever, or whoever, mm-hmm. or someone. And the gate attendant, like, came up to talk to my dad. And according to my dad, so grain of salt. Um, yeah. So, like, Jeff the, is a liar. The <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> And he's a never confirmed and, menace and liar. And he's never allowed back on Alaska Airlines. No. Um <laughs> But the the fucking gate attendant like came up and according to my dad got like very close 
to both my dad and his dog. Um, <laughs> and the dog was very snart- startled and like snapped at him. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like, didn't bite him. Didn't, it was just like, a, I mean, whatever. We, we all know how dogs are if they're like startled. Um, I, I'm familiar. Like they snap at whatever the unknown thing is. So it backs off and they can like reassess the situation. Um, and then my dad wasn't allowed on the fucking flight. <gasps> he had to like rebook it for like the next day. And it's like, anyway, people, people be dumb, but I don't know how that related to therapy, but, uh, or friendship, but don't, don't get too close to your friends. Cause they'll snap at you and then they're not allowed on the flight. <laughs> um, but no, well, it, it's Nick and I are banned from the Miami international airport. I got to say one thing I really, <laughs> me on me, one thing I really, <laughs> one thing I really fucking hate about, uh, this like injection of quote therapy language unquote i don't know it's just like it it just like not nauseates me i guess it's like why is like the barista at starbucks like talking to me like this um it's like what lights your soul on fire and i'm like you know what light my soul on fire a tall cold brew with a little bit of oat milk please and thank you um well no i feel like it's almost it can dabble in like infantilizing everyone's treating each other with kid gloves territory yes which i don't know i mean i'm a i'm a loud and proud believer in like i don't believe i'm a proud adult i'm a proud grown-up i'm a proud boy just kidding i sorry we should start our own club called proud girls Called Proud Brain Cell Girls. <laughs> We're just proud of our podcast. Whatever. <laughs> proud bags. Um. Check with that in my bio. <laughs> I saw the I saw a hysterical bio of this like gay comedian in LA the other day that was just like it, in his I don't know it was like something like <laughs> gay butt closeted. <laughs> uh, so so us. Anyway. But, like, I I don't believe in, like, trigger warnings for myself. And I think Mm. that all of the time the way we act on the internet is, like, perhaps a little too sensitive. And I don't think we need to be spewing hate speech. But this weird, like, child safety locks we as adults are, like, putting on everything, a little weird. And I feel like that extends into this very delicate, gentle therapy speech that sometimes it's almost like with the word gaslight like do we even know what we're saying anymore no No. we were we were gaslit into the word lit and i still feel gaslit (laughs) no i dead ass i i I, yeah i I know we've talked about i actually just read a study that trigger warnings can be more harmful than helpful um <laughs> yes i'm familiar <laughs> which makes sense and i don't know i mean we've talked about it before and like obviously i'm not like the arbiter of what's triggering or whatever but like it makes sense to me it makes sense to me to put a trigger warning on something if it's not clear that you're going to be talking about i don't know like like rape suicide uh 
child sexual abuse like my really, three favorite things really really my values like those like <laughs> like those like like the really like really really intense horrible things where it's like you know if someone if for whatever reason we were like we're gonna dive into these topics today but like if i don't know like this is episode 69 we really this do is like a oh this is like a really I don't even know if this would happen or is realistic at all, but, like, if someone was, like, sexually assaulted, like, last night, and then they're trying to, like, recover and take care of themselves, like, the next like, day. Like, i put on my favorite podcast, Two Girls, One Brain. going to put on my favorite podcast. I would feel at least responsible to, like, give them a heads up, like, hey, we're going to talk about this, this episode, because then they're like, oh, I should listen to one of the other, like, 70 or whatever. Um... No, I think my issue you know. is more with like vague yes. trigger warnings when it's like trigger warning violence. It's like, what do you mean violence? Like words? Exactly. Because half the time it's just words. Words are violent. Um, but like. <laughs> silence is violence, actually, Nick. Silence is violence. What's yeah. more violence? <laughs> they're, they're like trigger warning violence, and it's followed by 90 minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our episode 70 special, where we finally shut the fuck up. Listening and learning. We overcomplicate things, especially with therapy speak. And I think simplifying thoughts and feelings can honestly be very helpful. Because a lot of the time, our like animalistic gut response and feelings about things are pretty simple. Say that second part again. Like, the reason that we feel things or do things mm-hmm. that I guess we're, like, working through in therapy. At the end, like, the root cause and issue can often be pretty simple. Even if it is, like, a chain of events that led to yes. one thing. It's usually pretty simple. You know, it's like, I'm doing this because of a thing that happened that made me sad. And now I'm, do- like, using this behavior or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I... And I I guess, like, my final thoughts about therapy is that it shouldn't... If you go to therapy... I mean, this is a little bit of a generalization, but I feel like it holds true for the most part in most cases. But, like, if you go to therapy with, like, behaviors and thought patterns and stuff that you, like, know are wrong and you want to change, um, but then all you end up getting is, like, validation from your therapist who's, like... He was like, well, actually, it's, like, super valid that you feel that way. And, like, it's okay mm-hmm. to, like, have those thoughts and feelings and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but, like, I don't want to. And, like, I <laughs> like I want to change. Like, therapy should be very challenging. And I feel like therapists need to, for the most part, again, like, I don't know, kind of take off the kid glove. Like, therapy should be challenging for the most part. And it mm-hmm. should it should be challenging your yeah your pre-existing thoughts and beliefs like about yourself and about the world yeah and the therapist should be able to point out the like flaws in your thinking in order for you to like recognize recognize those errors and then change it because you're once you recognize like the error in your thinking you're less likely to continue thinking in that loop because Mm -hmm. you're aware that there's a problem and we usually don't like doing things that we know have a problem you know just instinctually so 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like my my psychiatrist that I saw in college, and I did therapy with him. This is like the most zero bullshit dude ever. Like he was like very kind and very funny, and like I enjoyed going to therapy with him. But he also like he like didn't let me like get away with any bullshit really. Um, mm. But I was like, oh, like yeah, I like did this, or like I thought this, or I said that. He's like, why? <laughs> he's like why did you Maybe think I that need to see him. <laughs> and i was just like uh i don't know because i like don't feel good about myself i like i i i mean really what, what i worked on i guess like the thesis of what i worked on with him for like four years was just like pretty intense like internalized homophobia against mm-hmm. myself um he's like why do you think being gay is bad and i was like i don't know motherfucker because people like you've been telling me it's bad <laughs> Life. Like, <laughs> you're like um, i don't know because you called me a fag the second yeah. i got here <laughs> like well i remember my first session with him um and he was just like ask just getting to know me asking me questions um and uh he asked like, me lord says what yes <laughs> fagatron says what um, <laughs> um he, he asked me if i was like <laughs> He asked me if I was in a relationship. And you're like, I'm hoping to be. And I, <laughs> I was like, that's why I'm here. No, I was like, <laughs> I said, well, no, I'm gay. As if like, that's like a reason. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, he's like, well, that's not, that's not the truth, Ellen. Like that. <laughs> like, that's a crazy fucking like, thing to say. You're yeah. crazy. He was like, why? He's like, why? Like, how does that relate? And I was like, I I don't know, actually. I guess there, like, weren't any eligible gay people in my high school, and I only came out, like, a few years ago, and... And then you uh, showed him those pictures of you from, I don't know. what, age 12, and he was like, are you sure you only came out a few years ago? <laughs> oh, my God. Shane Dawson and Rylan whatever getting married? Literally us. Wait, zoom in on that. No. <laughs> I just saw like two figures. Well, that's really all you need to see. This is a really odd photo because it makes it looks like it makes it makes it looks like no, it makes <laughs> it makes it look like uh makes it look like Shane is like literally twice the other guy's size. Ryan's I mean, a very little man. Potentially, but it's just a it's just a weird. They're it's just like, real. It's I mean, yeah, well, I mean, please let me let me pick out some of my favorite comments. Ah, congrats. I'm so happy for you both. Truly one of the only couples that's that make me still somewhat believe in love. Haha. <laughs> Can't wait to see what the future holds for your family. Anyway. We also need to disable verified on Instagram. Um, because it encourages people with eight thousand followers who somehow manage to get the to get verified to comment on people like Shane Dawson's posts. Um or like Joe Biden. And be like, thank you, Mr. President. Under Shane Dawson. If you're commenting on anyone who has, I'm going to say, more than 100,000 followers um, posts, maybe don't. Unless you know them personally. Unless you know them. Yeah. Unless you know them personally. Like, don't. But especially if you're verified because it's just such a... There's nothing more embarrassing. It's so transparent. Looking at, like, a Shane Dawson or even, like... A like a Joe Biden, like a Joe their, Biden, <laughs> their comment section and seeing someone you know commenting. I'm like, Ariana, what are you doing here? I'm like, get out! What the fuck? I don't like it. No, that is that mm. is that is wild. That's why that's what I like about 
uh, Taylor Swift on social media is that she like doesn't follow anyone, never comments, <laughs> doesn't allow commenting on her posts. <laughs> queen. Boundary queen. So then when she comments on like Olivia Rodrigo's post or whatever, it becomes like international news. Good for her. My favorite future billionaire. Or if she like posts like girl in red on her story or whatever. And I was like, go listen to this album. I don't know. It just carries a lot more weight, I guess, but it's also literally Taylor Swift. So, but still, I feel like if you have, if you got over a hundred thousand followers, what are you doing? Do you want to get into it? Yeah. I really love doing this. This is like one of my favorite little traditions. No, same. Um, so I'm back for the third <laughs> year in a row to claim that it was the worst year of my life. <laughs> Let me start by saying the first, really the first six months, but honestly, like through July was some of the hardest events and just like mental health stuff I have like truly ever been through. What period of time? I'm sorry. The first six months slash, I'm, I'm listening I guess, and learning. Like, through july august so like first six to eight months and i guess that wasn't really a surprise to me because the year like 2021 going into 2022 started like pretty rough so i wasn't like oh my god this is my year like yeah yeah we were starting off on a low note so it wasn't like shocking but why was it low if you'd like to share maybe i'm getting there no i meant like going into the year because i was also already in like an emotional crisis Gotcha, gotcha. Mental. I mean, I was working at Buffalo still, and, like, when I started that job, it was supposed to be this, like, really exciting, like, this job that I'd wanted for so long, and I was so happy there, and it ended up creating way more problems in my life and, like, making me pretty miserable, and it's honestly taken, like, even until recently to, like, really see all the damage that it did Mm. and so it was just like the year ended with like drama at work and then that just like continued into the beginning of the year and like the first couple months how much you wanted it and been so excited for it your like expectations for it kind of contributed to making it like worse when it wasn't great yes but all like so much of what happened was also like pandemic exhaustion yeah and like interpersonal specific dynamics so i think it like it could have been better given some other circumstances but like service industry in a pandemic is not something i wish on anyone and like the way that i've already like forgotten and like blocked out so much of the like just like mundane day-to-day like can you please pull your mask up over your nose? Like, the fact that I was doing that in the last year is sad and exhausting. Yeah. And so, like, right off beginning of the year, we had our our hater. <laughs> Hashtag try to cancel us if you want to use that. And like, there is nothing more humbling than having to go into your place of employment and be like, hey, general manager, um... I'm assuming it goes without saying, but, like, did you see the review that was claiming I was saying the N-word in our place of work? Uh, I wasn't, like, in case you had any doubt you in your know, mind. You know, like Clary like, does. That was 
a pretty dark and lonely time. And it's I mean, one it also- thing to be mean and critical to yourself. And that is something I struggle with. It's a whole nother to have someone else be so overtly mean. Like, obviously, I have whatever, like, ups and downs with all, like, friendships. But, like, that is probably one of the meanest things anyone has ever tried to do to me slash has done to me. Mm. Like, trying to get me fired from my job for, like, made-up claims is pretty crazy. And... Even when my boss was like, yeah, we weren't worried, but like, thanks for talking to me anyway. We're not going to fire you. Like, that wasn't even a question. It was still really weird and lonely and something I don't even really know how to put words to, but it was a, like, hater got what they wanted. Like, oh yeah, that was a, a situation where it was like pretty hard to have thick skin and to just shrug it off like that felt personal because it was and i I mean mean, honestly that was like my low that was yeah probably the worst thing like specific instance that i went through in the year but it just shit just kept happening and Mm -hmm. i felt like for the first six to seven months i was simply trying to tread water and that is my least favorite thing like I just need stability so badly that that feeling of being like thrown overboard and like doggy paddling in piranha infested water is like just I feel like I'm still recovering for all of the stress and because then I like had to quit my job then I got fired from the next job and then I was like the most financially fucked I've been essentially ever where I just like didn't have income for two months and that was exhausting and then with the whole like waxing salon and I just felt like I couldn't catch a break and every time I thought I had caught a break I was still so exhausted from everything else that had happened that in order to like do my job well and be present in my job and catch up emotionally it just like the two could not happen at the same time And if I was ever going to check into a mental hospital, (laughs) last, like, spring was definitely the time it should have happened. But I persevered because I'm fucking strong. Because she's she's better. Um, Well, I mean, also... And when I say that, I mean if you check yourself into a mental hospital, you're weak. (laughs) No, we know. Um, Well, I mean, also... uh, That's why you only Googled and never went, Nick. (laughs) It's, It's why, like the the hater uh like i i I don't know how to word this but like it's like because it like came from doing the podcast which is like something that like for me at least over the past like year and a half had like provided me like a lot of joy and comfort and stability etc that like that being like kind of like the root cause of this like fucked it up because it made me like not want to do it for like quite a while because i was just like all right well now i don't want to like say anything because it doesn't even matter what i actually say because some crazy ass motherfucker might try to like ruin my life yeah and i feel like yeah yeah and the way that it affected 
well, I mean, that was kind of the other theme of the year was having like physical symptoms of living with mental illness that (laughs) made doing my job hard already. Yeah. And then when you just like add additional stress and additional sadness and loneliness, it's just so much harder. And so, I mean, this was when I felt like this year, it was when I felt the most like debilitated by mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so I just, this whole year essentially felt like I was floundering. And We're in the low, right? <laughs> And that was the best part of my year because it's about to get so much fucking worse. <laughs> yeah, but I, it, it was honestly just like a blur of treading water and trying to figure out who I am outside of this job that I wanted so bad and just trying to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. I think that was Milo. For sure. First half of the year. <laughs> also, my fucking bird scooter accident. I was taking L's. I mean, that was right my high. And left. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, my beautiful scarred body is my high. This dent in my wrist. That's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Do you have any guys? Um, I just find a nourish right? <laughs> Do you have any guys in your truck? You look like someone who might have been attacked by a dog recently. <laughs> That's why I talk in every 7-Eleven. Where's your diet cart? That's the only way that they would understand you in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what was your low? Was it watching me go through all that? <laughs> Please don't say that if it was. If it was, lie. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, like, single instance, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, the worst year of my life, but it was definitely one of the... Congratulations. It's definitely one of the most challenging, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it got, especially October through the December, it was just, like, it just, like, really fucking snowballed, like, exponentially. Um, but, I mean, in terms of, like, worst specific instance was when, I don't even know... I don't even know if I talked about... Did I talk about this? What? Or you want me to find out? I had to, <laughs> I, well, I had a huge, um, huge, 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 like, depressive episode in, like, mid-May. Um, May was not our month. May was not our month whatsoever. Um, <sighs> but I had a huge depressive episode that came on... Um, it came on in like an hour. I went from driving. I set my laptop down and just one <laughs> laps around the room during therapy. My AirPod Maxes have set me free. I... Sorry, back to you. <laughs> you can do zoomies all day. Um, oh. <laughs> and I mean, that was horrible. I mean, besides the obvious reasons of uh, it was a huge depressive episode. But one, how quickly it came on. Um, that's scary of like literally in an hour to the way i mean i hadn't felt that way in that was pro i mean that was probably the worst i'd felt mental illness wise since like i was 18 um yeah and i don't know it was very it was like 
really, really scary. It's really scary to like. Well, this is kind of corny and stupid, but it's like you you feel like a prisoner in your own brain. Yeah, I'm familiar. Where you're like fighting against your brain, you're fighting against yourself. Like having your brain be the thing that is sick, or rather than like you know your liver or something. Um, I wish I had liver failure. Like. People have liver failure. It's like, they have it so easy. I'm just like so jealous of people with kidney failure. That's like <laughs> what I've always wanted. <laughs> working against your brain, I mean, it feels fucking like impossible. It feels like the most um, pointless exercise um, because well, I feel like your the brain. Term, the term prisoner in my own brain is mm-hmm. something that I, I found myself saying like literally all summer. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I just felt I feel very like if you want to if you want to like really put a visual to it I feel like a little old timey like jail cells with the big bars and that, that's my brain and then I'm in there like like a little mini version of me going hey, let me out no yeah, yeah. <laughs> help cool because also then you're fucking it's like orange is the new black up in there there's like so much lesbian sex <laughs> I mean like your your shit is so crisscrossed that you like feeling bad feels good and like but you know that it's wrong you know that yeah like this is also cheesy but it's like it's wrong it, it feels so wrong but it feels so right you know no it, and it's 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 super fucked up because also it hurts you, so good you know that trying to trying to like get better try to like take care of yourself is just gonna like require like energy that you don't have like yeah, i mean in my case, too, I've felt very much like, well, in my little prison analogy, there's there's two of me. There's, like, the smart me and the, like, mentally ill me. But they're mm-hmm. both trapped in the little prison. And mm-hmm. no matter what I do, if I take steps towards getting better or if I take steps towards just continuing down the mental illness path, one of them is going to be upset. I can't please yeah. the mental illness and my like smart brain, and that <laughs> take me out to the ball game. Like that's exhausting. <laughs> oh, and my therapist was on fucking maternity leave for this period of time. Stupid um, bitch. And, <laughs> but I, I remember I called my psychiatrist at like eleven p.m. Um, and I was like, he's not going to answer because it's eleven p.m. He answers and he's like so out of breath, and I was like. I like it. I it caught me. Huh? It, it caught me so off guard. I almost it almost made me feel better because I forgot. I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> I was like, "Uh, hey." Uh, and he's like, "Hey, Nick." And I was like, "Hey." And he's like, "Hey, are are you okay?" And I was like, "You're like, are you?" I no. I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing right now?" And he was like, "Oh, I I'm I'm just working out." And I was like, "It's 11 p.m., sir. What are you doing?" Um, he's got some demons and then i was like i was like i'm feeling really sad um (laughs) but no i mean that was i mean that was just like that was horrifying because i had to i took like three or four days like off of work and i just like um had to i don't know just like hunker down and wait (laughs) i guess (laughs) um and i don't know i guess it sucks knowing that it could like it's not something that is going to be cured necessarily, but it's just something that 
is has to be managed um Mm -hmm. that's like an exhausting thought to even have um Mm -hmm. but i mean honestly the thing that like got me through like that week was like i mean random and stupid but it really worked was like (laughs) contrapoints did like video game live streams where she played like this game called stardew valley which is just like a farming simulator familiar um so i just watched her play stardew valley for like five hours at a time (laughs) no it's crazy the kind of things that will get you out of or not even get you out of but will get you through i guess Mm -hmm. the like a depressive episode it's not I mean, at least for me, it's not the self-help book. It's not the Brene Brown podcast. It's, it's definitely not that. Like, it's the (sighs) Trixie and Katya. It's, it's gay shit that'll get you through. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a distraction. It's, um. It's comforting. It's. Because you can only turn to like that, that self-help shit when you're ready to when you know when you're ready to um Mm -hmm. if you need to like take time and like let it let it do its thing and like work because i mean your brain you can't like stay at that level for like an extended period of time right so you need to you need to really just let it let it go for i mean however however long it's gonna take before you can like actually engage with like trying to get better but you have like you do have to like tread water for a certain period of time Mm -hmm. um yeah, or else you're just gonna like go right back under because trying to, um, yeah, trying to trying to spend energy that you don't have um, is not is not gonna work. Um, but I mean, it was it was it was really horrible, and I was so anxious about so anxious about work when I was still working at fucking Gallo. Oh, update on Gallo. That's Pepsi for anyone who wasn't up to date. <laughs> Yeah. uh pepsi gallo um oh. pepsi bought gallo no gallo just dissolved their fucking like california sales division i believe oh so all of my coworkers and stuff this is sorry the random side note but okay uh so gallo both produces wine um yeah. such as barefoot and distributes it um mm-hmm. such as barefoot it's produced and distributed by Gallo, which isn't like super legal, right? They have separate distribution and production. Yeah, they have like quote unquote separate companies, but it's all this. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. But they uh, just announced like on Monday or Tuesday that they are no longer going to be distributing what they're producing, um, and instead, a company I forget I, it's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for, but RNDC is going to be distributing Gallo-produced products from now on. And so all the employees have to reapply. And I'm like, that is so shady and so fucked up, and I was right about this company from the very beginning. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so glad you're done with that. Me too. Um, But, I mean, that that really sucked because they had a fucking... I mean, it, it was a fairly generous like time off thing but it also it was also just like you just had time off like whether it's like sick day or vacation or whatever like you had 15 days every year essentially and then i like blew through that because of my fucking mental illness and it just fucking yeah no it, it does suck when it like rears its head in a way where it's like 
I can't wake up at 5 a.m. and go throw load at CVS with, uh, I mean, it's also, I mean, trigger warning, like, I was, hand, like, I was, like, my, my entire job, like, I'm handling a box cutter the entire time, and then I have, like, the, all these, like, intrusive thoughts about, like, cutting myself with this box cutter, and it's like, okay, I, like, like, I can't, I, I fucking can't do this. Yeah, I was, like, killing myself in a CVS, like, <laughs> What an undignified way to go. <laughs> but, but it, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was really For, awful. Uh, sounds like it. A few, um, a few months later, my, um, my manager and I were, we were just like chatting on the phone and she was like, yeah, so like you've, um, I've noticed like you're, you're like sick a lot. And I was like, yeah, like, um. And I've noticed ninety percent of the time in my life since I since I was like diagnosed with depression, ninety percent of the time, if you're like upfront and honest with people and kind of just like not in like a sympathy or like pity party type of way, but if if I just say to someone, I'm like, yeah, I have major depression, and for the most part, it's like handled, but sometimes it. Uh, it isn't and sometimes i have an episode um people are usually one sympathetic or two i don't know i i i just imagine them having like cartoon googly eyes at like a lawsuit potentially <laughs> or whatever um but i mean it's still like and it shouldn't be and i and i wish it wasn't but it's still like embarrassing yeah they say, definitely didn't work at say. buffalo no, of course not. I'm like, I'm severely depressed right now and clearly going through it. And they're like, mm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to have to leave that at the door. I'm like, ah. That has been my experience with all service jobs, of course. Um, mm -hmm. It's, re God, it's so fucking insane. Um, mm -hmm. Society is just careening down a fucking mountain. Like. Should we pick this up with our highs? <laughs> god almighty um but yeah i mean the 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 year no the year continues to <laughs> to have its lows um for sure for sure um but yeah that was definitely that was definitely the 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 lowest the lowest point and i'm glad uh i'm glad i got out of it <laughs> same yeah i'm as a bystander i'm also glad you got out of it <laughs> as um, a nick ally so my year i would say got significantly better around the time nick's year was getting significantly worse i just kind of i mean look and that's the that's the problem too is that this whole year there have been ups and downs it definitely has not been like all bad one period and all good one period yeah and I don't think that's how anything works. But going back to theater was really, really good for me. I missed it so much. <laughs> and my first time being back in the theater in April after almost three years off. No, it was three years. It had been three years. Yeah. No, two and a half. That does not matter. It does not matter at all. I care. <laughs> anyway, it had been two years and four months. I felt like 
a lot of the wounds that I had sustained in my like high school theater career and even like young adult theater career were being healed by the like direction experience that I got with when I did Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. It was like really, really healing and validating and I felt appreciated and like recognized talent and that was a really big high for me. However, the subsequent productions I was a part of, it was like one was more frustrating after the next for mm. a multitude of reasons. But I think it was good for me because I definitely like learned how to like establish a boundary with my like within myself with how much I'm willing to put up with. Yeah. Which I think was good. So I don't know if I want to say my like going back to theater was a high because it was honestly more of a mid all around. Mm-hmm. But that was something that I was like, that was one of the good things going on during the darker times. Yeah. That I think made it feel even sweeter as it was happening. That it like theater felt like a safe space almost in a way that it hasn't in a while. It felt like a really nice distraction from work and mental illness and whatever else I was going through. But I think my new job and getting to do something where, I mean, it is work, but it's also like something that I find pleasure in has been really good for me. And I think it's just like, I mean, that that's my high. Like it has boosted my confidence in what I can do. Your new job. And yeah. Yeah. As well as my like, I didn't go to college chip on my shoulder of like, I'll be in the service industry forever. Mm. And it is not like hard work got me this job. It is like a old friends and a weird turn of events and shit posting on the internet is kind of what landed me in this position. But Hell you know yeah. what? Those are my strong suits. Yes. <laughs> and I that's think that's kind of beautiful. At. Yeah. That so it's just it's been really good for me and even if this isn't what I do forever I think that whatever I do next will hopefully also be something where I'm my own boss and it's something that I am remotely interested in and so I feel like it just there was a big shift from slaving away at Buffalo Exchange and Redacted Salad Bar to this like new phase of life that has felt like really good. Totally. And has also allowed me to like kind of work on my mental health because I don't yeah. have to physically be on my feet and like I for once feel like I don't have to put on this weird act. There's so much there's so much fake bullshit acting yes. that I was having to do that clearly the universe was like, stop taking these stupid jobs. The way that I, like, the way that everything ended at Buffalo and, like, the feedback I was receiving there about what kind of customer service I was giving. Yeah. Spe- as well as, like... Spewing the N-word. <laughs> aside from that. Yeah. Like, I, I am... 
I am me. I am who I am. And I don't like to pretend to be someone else to make strangers happy. I really don't like that. Yeah. And I like that that's not a part of my day anymore because that's exhausting, especially when you're also dealing with mental illness mentally, mental illness physically. And on top of it all, I have to like have fake and gay conversations with strangers that I don't care about putting on a little show, dancing like a little monkey for them. Like, no wonder I was so sick and exhausted and depressed. Like, that is... So there's a general, like, the future looks a little brighter Mm -hmm. than it once did in terms of my career path. And for that, I say slay. I mean... I don't know if anything I just said made any sense, but... No, that, yeah, the the privilege that not having a service job um entitles you to uh or especially when you thought service jobs were kind of forever yes i mean it really makes you appreciate it and like you know while gallo wasn't technically a a service job quote unquote i mean for all intents and purposes it was it really it really it really essentially was because i you know i'm waking up between 4 30 and 5 30 i'm uh i'm on my feet doing like really intense physical labor and i uh am like dealing with the most psychotic motherfuckers imaginable um mm-hmm. not my not my coworkers genuinely liked them that's probably like if i didn't i wouldn't have stayed as long as i had but um but i mean like these cvs managers and these grocery store managers are just i mean it's kind of like looking into like a weird fucked up future of like someone who has only done service jobs their whole life and has been and has has now kind of like reached uh i guess like the pinnacle of a service job is like being a manager of one of these mm-hmm. and they also get i mean they get they get paid like very well um mm-hmm. they get paid very well but they you know in in their eyes and their world from their perspective like they're they are like fucking like <laughs> gods you know like they're like deities in terms of like well i'm the manager of this cvs so like this is like this is my store welcome to my kingdom like welcome to my welcome to my kingdom welcome to my fucking store instead of just being like oh no i'm a manager at the uh, nation's number one pharmacy hey that's something to be proud of i'm not saying it's something to be proud of or not something to be proud of i'm just saying it's it's a. Uh, I mean just giving yourself like an inflated ego or an inflated like it's again like moral superiority based on your job whatever it is what mm-hmm. what whether you whether like you and i if we god bless us were able to do this full time or if we were managers at a cbs if we're a fucking secret service agent or if we're which i might be if we're fucking joe biden himself like i would rather not i would rather not um whatever like whatever your job is it doesn't make like that is not what (laughs) that's not what makes you a better person or not what makes you a better person is whether you're gay um no (laughs) no defining yourself with your job is something i'm still working on not see it constantly see it with myself 
it's yeah. it's so much easier said than done. But taking myself out of the service industry, damn, it got a lot easier. Especially when I was doing my when I was like half at the salon and half working for myself, and I'm like on my computer at home, and like chatting with my boss and other people as myself. Like, yes, I put on a customer service voice for my boss. Love ya, and that's being in that job for 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 eighteen months. It was crazy going back and forth between that and then going to the <laughs> salon and being like, oh, would you like your butthole done too? Okay. And our cancellation policy, are you familiar with it? Like that bullshit, I can't, like switching back and forth was not, it was not for me. And that was why all my coworkers were like, wow, you're so chill. And I'm like, because it doesn't fucking matter. Like what? Why are you not chill? Ever, you ever asked yourself that? I mean, it's just like... Am I chill or are you just fucking uptight? Personally, I like as a customer, I want the employees to be chill, normal people. I want them to be like as By close... By Sally Rooney. As cl- <laughs> I want them to be as close to themselves as they can be. I want all customer service workers to be doing Marianne and Connell impersonations. <laughs> That's my utopia. There are two extremes, essentially. You have... Um, you have the people who like hold your hand throughout the entire store and like kiss you on the forehead and say that you're doing an amazing job or you have people who literally ignore you and are annoyed when you are like hey could i get this I'm like a 34 or whatever like <laughs> post pandemic oh 34 he's skinny post pandemic customer service i almost said 36 and i was like <laughs> stay strong <laughs> I'm like 34 are you sure post pandemic customer service is abysmal it is bleak it is it is spooky to look at especially Uh, tell tell me more I mean we all forgot how to treat each other in the time that things were shut down. And then when things reopened with rules and regulations and restrictions, we all forgot how to like have normal interactions with strangers and like customer to associate and associate to customer, like either way. Yeah. And now in this like mask optional, everything goes, everyone is being paid dirt wages we're in a recession lol someone just bought three starbucks drinks that cost what i make in an hour like now that we've entered that territory where like every we're all too enlightened like yep and it would would be great like it'd be great if that led to a solution but instead it's just understaffed no one everyone's exhausted everyone's understaffed no one knows how to treat each other it's like everyone's in this like what the fuck is the point anymore thing yeah and on one hand it's like i am the depressed barista who just brings someone up for a total it was more than i'll make all day and on the other hand i am the like customer who is exhausted and needs like just the tiniest little pick me up to simply get through my day because life is so mundane and exhausting it is it's just bleak it's not no it do be bleak no doubt it's not and it's not what it used to be and well it's also weird because it's like the 
the height of the height of covid happened at such a pivotal point in our lives um that it's like is this is this just what being an adult is or is this um i don't think so or because <laughs> i think life used to be a little more affordable because we're getting the adult experience with like an un like not livable wages <laughs> No, I, yeah, I mean, it, it is, I don't blame... And apparently eggs are like $7 a carton. I wouldn't know, but <laughs> that sounds like a lot of money. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Um, I, what kind of eggs are you buying, Nick? They don't sound very humane. No, well, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the eggs I buy are $7, but I consciously pay a premium to get like the Vital Farms eggs. Um, Good for you. But yeah, pat that's on the back for is. Nick. Um... I mean, I don't blame anyone for, you know, not caring and feeling like shit about their shitty fucking job because how, like, it just, it just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, if you, if you, uh, if you work, uh, if you, okay, if you work at Target in Los Angeles and the starting mm-hmm. wage is like seventeen fifty or whatever. Sure. Um, the starting wage is like seventeen fifty, according to the poster outside their store. Um, and you do that, you do that, and you work like thirty to thirty-five hours a week or whatever. Um, you know, if you if you work at Target for like seventeen fifty an hour, your entire paycheck is either going to go toward your rent, or it's just it's just like how how is anyone supposed to how how are the vast majority of people supposed to be live be living? Um, you know, yeah. and and then and then it hit, and then you get fucking blackpilled and realizing that like you're not you're like it does, no one cares, or like the people who are in charge of making those decisions like just don't fucking care, and yeah, and it's yeah. it is it is super bleak. I mean, I guess something that I have enjoyed seeing in the past year is kind of a rise, at least on social media, of like <laughs> like this anti-work sentiment. Um. Which doesn't mean people are like, I never want to work again in my life, but it's like people posting photos from their jobs of like signs on the bathroom from management that says like, if you're in the bathroom for more than 10 minutes, a smell check will be initiated to make sure that you weren't on your phone the whole time. If you don't pass the smell check, um, like you will be disciplined. Bleak. (laughs) You know, and, and, and it's like, that's when dystopian. I, like when I was at when I was at Gallo one day, I didn't get so pretty much how it worked is like I ideally the day the day before I'll get a text from I'll get a text from a coworker saying like, Hey, can you meet me at this store at this time? Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um one day I didn't get that text the day before. I woke up at like five, didn't have a text, woke up again at five thirty, didn't have a text. Woke up again. Woke up again at six. Then finally had a text that was just like, "Hey, the only store you need to go to today is this one." And it was a store that I usually, on normal days, get to at like eight or nine. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, so I went to that store at eight, and then blah blah blah, bunch of bullshit. Long story short, the next day my manager called me, um, and she was just like, "Hey, I'm wondering what store you were at at six a.m. yesterday." because um we we have to be we have to be working by 6 a.m and i was just like i wasn't at a store at 6 a.m because i was told that this was the only store i needed 
to be at and i usually get there between eight and nine um and she was like so flabbergasted that i don't know i was like exerting an ounce of autonomy i guess or like just being like i'm an adult and like i know what my job is and i like it's not that i'm not down to do the work but i'm also like if i have to go to one store today if i'm gonna be at a store for like 90 if i have a 90 minute work day today like yeah i'll get there at eight because it's fine um Mm -hmm. and and she was like okay well we need we need to start at six and i was like yeah i don't even know if uh the store would have even been ready for me to be there at six because i never get there you know just shit like that where it's like everyone it's like you're either a student a teacher's assistant a teacher or the principal essentially or you're the school shooter or the got him (laughs) the role we all need to take on um (laughs) I mean, it's your high Nick. (laughs) No, it's just a girl. I don't even know what I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. No, I mean, I'm just so, I, I, what, I mean, service, service industry employees outnumber so many other industries, like just Mm -hmm. by employee count that is just like, I mean, part of me is just like, God fucking rise up motherfuckers. Like, 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 yeah, like there should be. I mean, God, there should just be, like, such stronger union. In the fucking, like, 1800s, like, if, when, like, coal miners were, like, being fucking exploited and abused, they had, like, fucking workers' revolutions with, like, guns and shit. Like, they were, like, <laughs> you know, they were, like... School shooters. They were, like, holding, they were, like, holding, uh, you know, they would, like, lock down, like, a work site or whatever and be, like, we're not doing, we're not doing shit and you're not doing anything, like, until we get what we want. Um, and then you have, and then cut to 2022 and you have rail worker unions, um, and employees being like, we would like seven days of sick leave per year and Congress can't even pass that and doesn't like won't, won't even pass Bleak. that. And, and it's just like, this isn't, it's not sustainable. No. Oh my God. No, it's not sustainable. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's not going to, but it's going to end so much worse than if we just like start paying people a living wage have like housing that's actually affordable um because if i mean over half if 50 to 100 percent of your paycheck is going towards where you're living it's like what that that doesn't make it that doesn't make any goddamn sense also you can apparently write off your mortgage on your taxes but you can't write off your rent on your taxes damn what just a little something to shake the edge off. What the fuck is that? A corn tortilla. Oh, girl, I thought it was like provolone wrapped in turkey. And I was like, she's really crazy. No. That would be insane. What was your hero? My high? <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah. So your high, your high was getting a new job? Mm-hmm. In a very roundabout way. An honorable mention to my theater career. The way I didn't think about this before we started recording. I didn't either. I'm just spitballing on the track. Huh, rough year. My, I mean, having that job for ten weeks. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> getting hired was definitely a high because it's one of those things where like since i was working i, I worked at gallo for a year and a half and you were so brave for that and thank you and then suddenly it's i mean what what okay whatever we all we all know we all know who i am going from a job at gallo where um my coworkers are npcs <laughs> where my coworkers are like asking me if i've seen the if like have i seen the newest marvel movie have i seen the newest marvel show have i like just asking me about like very like mainstream movie and TV. You have a new Marvel pop funk thing. <laughs> you know, like very mainstream Marvel character sex dreams. <laughs> very like mainstream movie TV stuff, um, mm-hmm. uh, which like some some of which I do enjoy. Like I don't I don't decide if I like or not like something if it's mainstream because that's like unbearably stupid and embarrassing um but also i neither of those two things i've never and i never never have and never never will be but i but i was also the guy at work who was just like they're like oh are you doing anything tonight and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go see a movie oh what movie are you seeing and i'm like um it's this french language body horror film called Titan that won the palme d'or at Cannes this year it's like shut the fuck up but like that was one of my favorite movies of last year and it's like i'm in just like being at a job where it's like my you know the like the things that i like love the most i'm not able to like have any like like, i'm not able to have any like real conversations about or be don't know me exactly or just be myself really yeah is you know it fucking sucks and uh going to a job in entertainment where at the company-wide monday monday morning meetings that we would have over zoom like the the meetings would always end with um sorry ambulance get you to a quieter street goddamn going to a job where at the end of the meetings our CEO was like, what, like, has anyone been watching or reading or listening to anything good lately? And then everyone, uh. and then people go around and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like watching this right now or I'm, or I saw, yeah, I saw this, I'm listening to this. And it's like all like really good and interesting shit or whatever. Um, or just like having your boss be like, who is like, uh, anyone watch White Lotus last, last ah. night? Like so good. And I'm like, oh my God. Um. But, you know, like, me being able to be like, yeah, I saw Tar with Kate Blanchett last night. Well, not with Kate Blanchett, but she's in it. Um, and that joke killed over Zoom. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't even intentional. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, my God. Wait till they find out about your podcast. Yeah, uh, they won't. But just being able to do that and then have someone else be like, oh, like, did uh, did Todd Field direct that? And I'm like, yeah. And, like, his last movie was, like, Little Women or Little Children, like, 16 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Just, like, 
He directed Little Women? No, no, no. Little Children. You um, haven't seen that version of Little Women. It's crazy. <laughs> it's gender bent. It's um, really underground. <laughs> little men. <laughs> tiny little itty bitty boys. Um, Come here. You want to go? Baby boy. Tiny boy. <laughs> my tiny baby doesn't want to get on my lap. So like that was just that was just great and that made me feel cuz like you know I since graduating college I've had a lot of like doubts and insecurities about like do I want is this actually what I want to be doing like should I be doing this am I like good enough to be doing this um, should I find a nice woman and settle down and have a few babies on a farm out west li- yes literally and then just having this job and then immediately feeling like very comfortable and at home and like i can just like have real conversations about what i'm actually interested in with people who know what i'm talking about and people who are all like people who are equally as interested um and passionate is just like so rewarding like intellectually that like and it's something that i didn't even realize i was missing um pretty um that i mean it really was like just an insane high um i would also say that i got to go to two two good friends weddings this year um like about six months apart and those were also like definite highs for me um as well because um i know i mean i got to (laughs) i got to see i love straighties uh i got to see people i don't get to see all that often because they're on the east coast um and i also just fucking love weddings great yeah get excited claray speaking of your left hand is looking especially large today (laughs) it's so inflamed and swollen hold it up to the camera let's see let's see it is so pretty it's it is I, I I would imagine I would hope so. <laughs> I'm so I'm very excited. Do you think I'm very excited getting engaged will be your high for twenty twenty three? Yeah, unless some other crazy shit happens. Unless I unless, I get, unless someone else proposes with an even bigger ring. So get on it. Um, okay, well no, what you're saying about like community essentially at your job. Oh, I was that was almost gonna be my high, but I decided instead to make them my heroes um i thought birdie was gonna be your hero well she's like, kind well, of my hero i was like if birdie wasn't the high then she's gonna be the hero my hero is nora for making it another year for continuing to live yeah no but i mean this dog is like the best thing that's ever happened to me don't get me wrong <laughs> but i think i'd be doing them a disservice to not talk about my friends and neighbors teresa and alex like having community within walking distance unbelievable unbelievable really helped me out of some very dark times and just community in general having people that you can have intellectual not even intellectual just interesting and stimulating conversations with on a daily basis and like that the importance of that huge like just two people I am truly obsessed with and like so grateful to have in my life I don't have a whole lot else to say but like 
really special and it's they've both been really helpful in this fucked up year and obviously getting the dog was unexpected and kind of felt perfect and out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and she was like very much the little like guardian angel i needed like that's so cheesy but just the i was talking to ryan about it last night we were both just talking about like how cute she'd been at different points during the day. I'm like, what did you see when she was outside and she had the stick and she was running? And then, 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 then. and I'm like, what the fuck did we do before we had this dog? Like she just makes everything so much more interesting. And even when she drives me crazy, she's so, Oh my God. She's so good. I love her so much. That's amazing. Thank you. I want a dog so bad. Um, you should get one. I should, I should, I should get into a living situation and a job situation that allows that. Um, I would recommend it. But yeah, no, I would. Because I, I would fucking hate this dog that. if I was in an apartment. Oh, of course. And if you were working at Buffalo. I wouldn't have time and energy for her. Oh, of course. Um, I'd come home and kick her. <laughs> Who's your hero, Nikki? Who were our heroes last year? I just remember the first. I I just yeah. or maybe maybe it was last or was it last no, year? I don't know. It was the first year. The, the first, first year, year we, we were like, should it be yourselves? you and me? Like. <laughs> Oh my god. Two idiots. One podcast. God. More oh. embarrassing. I'm like, well, like was I was gonna say you, but like I think deep down, like I really am my own hero. <laughs> Where's that energy this year, bitch? For real. Um You couldn't say me, that's okay. What? Um, honestly, half of the reasons I like can't really get into, but probably my mom, honestly. Um, she's been like a huge (laughs) lesbian. (laughs) So infantilizing. But like she's been like a trooper this year, for real. Um and uh like my my grandma has my grandma this past year, like really like her health just like deteriorated like very quickly and now she's like under like twenty four seven care, um, which is like and that and you know it's a it's a bunch of different people um looking after her at different times but like my mom is like in charge of that and it's just like i don't know i mean it's just like very like all things considered she has like a pretty like good attitude and she like still has like a good sense of humor and she for the most part um and i definitely get this from my mom for the most part my mom doesn't take herself too seriously um in the yeah. sense that in the sense that she's able to like laugh at herself um or I mean, like she la- does participate actively in patriarchal beauty standards and <laughs> kind of docking her a point yeah um queen but, of the patriarchy yeah. <laughs> behind every man is a powerful woman and it's my mom um she's a powerful lesbian <laughs> and um Behind any young beep is a powerful beep. <laughs> cheap. It's cheap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nick's mom isn't a lesbian, and I like her quite a bit. So, yeah, and I mean, and the the other stuff, I guess, without, like, the other stuff, really, she's been able to, um, at least, at least from my point of view, like, take it with, like, a good amount of, like, grace and humor and not um 
I mean, obviously, mm. I don't, like, talk to your mom on the level that you talk to your own mom. But as someone who's privy to the information that Nick's talking about, yeah. I, from what I've explain, seen... Explain what I'm saying, Clara. <laughs> no, I, you're... I mean, at least in front of me, she's been very, like, well, that's life, like, about it. In a, yeah. like, it's absurd and... But it's out of her control. She has... She's had a good attitude about shrugging it off is the wrong word because it's not like she's like whatever but she is kind of like well whatever you know what i mean yeah she she's not really it, it or at least from my point of view she's not letting it um it's not affecting her like in a negative way it's not holding it's, her back it's not like holding her down it's not like doesn't have her chained to a radiator in a basement no exactly um and and I don't know, and I, and I think it's, like, I, like, really do, like, look up to her in that regard of, like, like, sh- like shit be happening all the time, um, but if you can find a way to to take it in a way of, in a way that both, like, that simultaneously, like, you, like, retain your dignity, but you also, like, do your best to not let it, like, really, like, hold you down emotionally or like kind of hold you hostage um is kind yeah, of the best not... the best way to go and also like genuinely like finding the humor in like and not trying to like edge edge you listener with not knowing what the information is but like just it's like the, 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 the cra- like the most insane shit but still being able to like have a sense of humor about it uh is uh but don't forget nick she is your humor. mother she is my mother, and I will never, ever, ever have another. Except for me, when Except I breastfeed you, but yeah. that's a whole separate yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. No, there is, I appreciate that about her as well, because as someone who, like, when there's not, an, when there's nothing you personally can do about a situation that does affect you in some way, being able to, like, find the humor in it and move through it, I think is really impressive and admirable i just got two powerful knocks at the door hold on <gasps> nick got an urban outfitters package i can tell two powerful knocks bessie what'd you get should we do bessie, a little should we do a little get? should we do a little unboxing yeah and then i have to go okay <laughs> someone's gotta wrap it up someone yeah it's true it's true and it's, it's always true. gonna be me and it it this is also true. Okay. Or else Nick will stay here and talk my ear off forever. Am I right, ladies? Uh, okay. Do you know what it is? Or is that like a yes. surprise? Yes, I do. Fetish gear. A whip. Another bag. Uh, <laughs> it says Nicholas Curl. My date of birth. Um. Huh? Is it drugs? Is it your tea? <laughs> it's literally just like syringes. Is it tea? Yeah. Covered with a rubber band. And inside the syringes. Oh, falls the tea one box of testosterone yeah um what does that mean nw not working no. 
Um, Negotiable women. Well, this is actually really <laughs> negligent workplace. <laughs> Negotiable women. <laughs> Me. Well, this is good because I haven't had. It's what Friday. Noble whiteies. I haven't had this since last. Are you having withdrawals? Wednesday. I'm actually not, and I should be. <laughs> this is the crazy part. So, who knows? But I'm gonna go do this now. Um, okay. Well, yeah. we'll see you guys all for Hilo Hero 2023. May You're this like year be better yes. for both of us. Um, and for what, what, the listener, what's like unless a, you had a good year, a quick goal, a quick 2023 goal. Mm. I'm trying to be better with money. That's like mm-hmm. an active goal. I'm taking. I love that. All of January, I'm not buying any clothes. Nice. And I'm gonna try to continue that one going forward. I don't know. I just feel like I can't be a fiance and planning a wedding and be this financially stupid. And reckless. It's just, it's not cute. It's. I mean, you're getting married. So, it's like. I know. I mean. It feels fake as fuck. Hopefully that'll married. be my 2024 high. <laughs> Mark the oh. calendars. Yeah. You're so, all invited. Okay. Good with money. Love that. What about you? Um, Testosterone withdrawals. Well, I think on like August 8th of last year. Maybe around August 8th of 2022, I texted my good friend Andrew and I said, Andrew, a year from now, I want to be, I want to be like ripped. Um, and he was like, okay. And then he put it in his calendar. Is Nick ripped yet? Um, so I just, so you're well on your way. So I just have that date. So I'm well on my way. I'm doing well. So like, that's, uh, you know, it's always important for someone else to hold you accountable, but, uh, and now you have 80 million listeners to hold you accountable. Exactly. And then I would say my second, yeah. So that's just an overall, like, I want to take care of my physical health as much as possible because that's, I've noticed is the easiest way to take care of my mental health. Um, and, uh, which sucks. Um, but yeah, amen, sister. I also, um, really, really, really want this pod to grow substantially. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I hope I can speak for both of us. Um, that, um, yeah, I this want to, year. I want to, yeah really get into like a good rhythm of like recording and releasing we're obviously doing more with youtube um i think our joint goal is three episodes a month at least yeah um well because we really were on that we were on that one week one episode a week yeah and it led to a a breakup that's not i don't think (laughs) that's not the truth (laughs) um but uh but I also know that like I'm like so much happier when I'm when I when I'm doing this more frequently. I am too. Cause like this past year when it was like I was like, oh, we haven't recorded in a month. And then we like go and do it, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this, <laughs> you know. Same, um, well, it was almost like yeah. stressing me out the longer we would go in between, and then we do it, and I could hide from it. Yeah, and it also puts a lot more doing it doing it like a month apart or whatever puts so much pressure on each individual one. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like that's that's not good idk yeah yeah no i agree so that's that's also a goal i want um 
And yeah, we're going to follow Claire on TikTok. Clar Please Smitty. do. <laughs> Clar Smitty, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, that's my other goal. That it's just, just between yeah. you and me. Yeah, yeah. Modeling career. I'd mean, like her to take off. The way I have complete confidence in that. Um, no, the way I have blind confidence as well. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, how hard could it be? I'm like, I don't know. I walk into an agency and I say, hi, I'm 5'8". This year, I would like to travel more. And I, by travel more, I don't mean like, I want to go to Italy. Like, I, want, I, I mean, like, I want to like go to San Diego for a weekend or I want to like do you want to come to Oregon February 18th for my engagement party? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Will you have your Tessie back? I should. But God. Then I, I see no fucking reason. I fucking hate these people. This fucking shop. Nightmare. I hate, you know what I hate? Hmm. I hate the way that we as a society have been sold alcohol that led that drunk driver to drink and drive and hit your Tessie. I hate these The worst people. part is, is that he was drinking barefoot, which I probably sold to him. So it's your fault. Yeah. So I hit huh. myself in like a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is that Gallo has caused you nothing but pain. And a stable income. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Is it worth it? You look so handsome. Stop it. You look beautiful. Uh, okay. Love uh, you guys. You. Bye. Love you, mean it. Hello. Thank you so much for listening. Um, remember the past 67 episodes when I told you that Claire's Instagram is the grease trap queen? So that is, um, that's not the truth. Uh, Claire's new Instagram is <laughs> Claire J. Smith. At Claire J. Smith. And me, Nick, my Instagram is at Nick Carl. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Like I already said, I hate recording these little outros because I know no one listens. <laughs> but you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Girls. You can go to our website to submit any stories uh, that you have on your own that you want us to read on air at braincellgirls.com. You can also get merch there and you can support us on Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash braincellgirls. And yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs>